Well, good morning. It is Monday, July 24th, 2023. Monday, July 24th, 2023. Slava Ukraine. Heroium Slava. Uh, by the way, we did have a Friday flaming bag of crap. We'll get to that in a little while. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast and I'll show up right at the top of the search. Have I told you today how much I appreciate you? I appreciate you so much. I really do. Um, if you can, please bring someone with you today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. You can uh, tweet to me. Well, I don't know if you can tweet to me. You may not be able to tweet to me anymore. I don't know what they're calling it. We'll get to that also. All sorts of weird stuff going on here. So uh, you can tweet to me. Uh, questions or insights or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S on the Twitter, which is no longer Twitter. It is now X. We'll get, like I said, we'll get to that. Uh, but let's start first with uh, the war in uh, Ukraine. Uh, an investigation by Politico has revealed that China has been sending military gear to equip Russia's army. Uh, Chinese companies like Shanghai Etchwin H-Win has been supplying hundreds of thousands of bulletproof vests and helmets. Uh, leaders in uh, the West have repeatedly warned China not to uh, to give military aid, uh, to, to not, not to aid Russia's war in Ukraine. Uh, the Russian Security Council Secretary Nikolai uh, Patrushev has accused the United States of planning cyber attacks against Russia's critical information infrastructure. Uh, you mean like what Russia's been doing to the U.S. for years? Uh, Patrushev said that the U.S. Cyber Command, National Security Agency, the NSA, and NATO Cooperative Cyber Defense Center of Excellence based in Estonia were planning and directing the attacks under the Ukrainian flag. Uh, you know what? I think we should do it under the American flag. You do it to us under the Russian flag, right? I, I, Yevgeny Prigozhin has been doing it. It was his uh, trolls from Ogino. Uh, Dmitry Wackadoodle Medvedev says Moscow needs to broaden the range of targets it strikes in Ukraine. Uh, Medvedev. Wackadoodle Medvedev, who was deputy chairman of Russia's Security Council, said on Telegram, we need to choose unconventional targets for our strikes, not just storage facilities, energy hubs, and oil bases. Uh, but you are choosing other strikes. You know, you're choosing to strike children, schools, churches. You're doing all sorts of interesting strikes. I don't know what you mean that you need to change. Uh, Ukraine's foreign minister, uh, Dmitry Kuliba, uh, calls on uh, nations to address food terrorism amid Russia's repeated strikes on Ukrainian grain storage. He said in a tweet, Russia hit another Ukrainian grain storage overnight. It tries to extract concessions by holding 400 million people hostage. I urge all nations, particularly those in Africa, and Asia, who are most affected by rising food prices, to mount a united global response to food terrorism. Uh, the governor of Ukraine's Odessa region said Russia is trying to completely block exports of Ukrainian grain to global markets after the latest in a series of Russian air attacks, 
struck grain infrastructure on the Danube River. Ole Keeper told Ukrainian television, Russia is trying to fully block the export of our grain and make the world starve. Klaus Johannes, the president of Romania, has condemned Russia's attacks against the Ukrainian civil infrastructure on the Danube, which is near Romania. He said in a tweet, This recent escalation posed serious risks to the security in the Black Sea. It also affects further uh, grain transit and thus the global food security. Uh, Romania is uh, to the west of uh, Moldova and south of Ukraine and borders Ukraine to its north and to its south uh, as Moldova is landlocked between the two countries. Uh, just so you know where they are. Uh, Lukashenko, south of Poland. Uh, Lukashenko said Wagner troops, uh, which relocated to Belarus after their rebellion against Moscow, wanted to go west on an excursion to Warsaw, to uh, Reznow in Poland, but that Minsk would not allow the mercenary force to relocate. I don't know if that was some sort of a joke or something, Anyway, uh, Yevgeny Belitsky, the Russian-appointed governor of Zaporizhia region, told Moscow State Television that the lives of three Russian journalists who were wounded in the region during shelling by the armed forces of Ukraine are not in danger. Which is funny, because earlier in a statement on Telegram messaging app, he claimed that Ukraine is not actively attacking across the front line in the region. Don't you hate it when propaganda fights with itself? Uh, Saturday, an ammo depot in northeast Crimea was hit by an attack from Ukraine. Russia was forced to close the, the strategic Kerch bridge that links the country to annex Crimea for the fifth time in days after the attack. Uh, the Kremlin installed, uh, they have one side of the bridge uh, open, uh, one direction of the bridge. Well, they've, they've uh, split it into two directions, so it's one lane going each way, I guess. Uh, the Kremlin installed head of Crimea, Sergei Aksionov, uh, Aksionov, said on Telegram Channel on Monday that uh, air defenses had shot down 11 Ukrainian drones over the Black Sea Peninsula and that an ammunition depot in Zankow region was hit. Uh, the Kerch Strait Bridge was closed to traffic twice on Saturday, once on Sunday, and twice as of Monday morning local time according to state-run news agency Interfax. Uh, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky uh, said on uh, Friday that the Kerch Bridge is a legitimate target, given it is used by Russia as a military supply route. He said this is the route used to feed the war with ammunition, and this is being done on a daily basis. A little bit of coffee. Did you guys have a good weekend? It was a little warm. It wasn't too bad. Seems to be cooling off. Not not in uh, Phoenix. They, they're on what? Day 20-something of uh, over 110 or 115 degree temperature. <clears throat> there was an attempted drone strike in Moscow earlier today. The official from Ukraine's defense intelligence and arm of its Ministry of Defense said the agency was responsible for the operation that Russia described as a terrorist attack on the key, uh, of the Kiev 
regime. But you know what? You can't call it a terrorist attack if they're responding to you who attacked them. I mean, seriously. Ukraine's minister of digital transformation also claimed the attack. Uh, Mikhailo Fedorov, whose ministry oversees his country's army of drones uh, procurement plan, claimed there would be more strikes to come. Uh, The drone struck two non-residential buildings in the Russian capital, including one near the Ministry of Defense headquarters in Monday's early hours, uh, according to Russian authorities who said they had thwarted the attack. Moscow Mayor Sergei Sobyanin said on Telegram, the strikes caused no serious damage or casualties. Russia's Ministry of Defense said that two drones were suppressed by electronic warfare, warfare means and crashed, same as they did in uh, Crimea. They, uh, they jammed them electronically. The ministry said on Telegram, on the, Monday, uh, excuse me, on the morning of July 24th, an attempt by the Kyiv regime to launch a terrorist attack using two unmanned aerial vehicles against facilities on the territory of the city of Moscow was thwarted. Uh, later Monday morning, Kremlin spokespuppet Dmitry Pesky Peskov told journalists, all the drones have been neutralized today and measures are being taken. As for the development of the defense system, ensuring its more intensive work, this is a question for the Ministry of Defense. A Russian overnight drone strike on the port infrastructure in Ukraine's Odessa region destroyed a grain hangar. Ukraine's Southern Military Command said on Telegram, tonight at uh, an almost four-hour attack by Shahid-136 drones was directed at the port infrastructure of the Danube. As a result of the strikes, a grain hangar was destroyed. Tanks for storing other types of cargo were damaged. Also, a Russian air attack on the Ukrainian port city of Odessa killed two people, and severely damaged a historic Orthodox cathedral, with UNESCO condemning the brazen attack as an escalation of violence against the cultural heritage of Ukraine. Uh, in a why-are-you-hitting-yourself moment, you know, you know, when you were a kid, somebody grabbed your hand and started punching you with it, with your own hand, saying, why are you hitting yourself, why are you hitting yourself? In a why-are-you-hitting-yourself moment, the Kremlin denied that Russian forces had struck a cathedral in the Ukrainian city of Odessa and accused Ukraine of hitting it. Why? Why would they do that? Uh, Ukraine Deputy Defense Minister Hannah Myler said during the, uh, the week, the liberated area in south increased by 12.6 uh, square kilometers, which is just under five square miles, uh, which honestly I had hoped for more. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken told CNN that Ukraine has recaptured half the territory Russia seized in its invasion, but said Kiev faced a very hard fight to win back more. Uh, so now that I have your attention, let's move on. Let's try and fix the rest of the world. And let's move on to Israel. Uh, The Israeli government pulled a fast one and backslid on their democracy. That's what right-wing fascism does, and the Republicans will cheer them on just like they did with Viktor Orban. There is no constitution in Israel. The court was the only check and balance today. In Israel, citizens chained themselves to fences and blocked the entrance to the Knesset in protest. The Knesset is uh, Israel's uh, parliament. Uh, 
Uh, they are protesting what we've been talking about for months. Israeli lawmakers voted on legislation to overhaul the nation's judiciary, limiting the power of the Supreme Court to strike down laws, a move seen as a power grab by far-right forces led by Prime Minister Netanyahu, Benjamin Netanyahu. It means the court is not allowed to, ju uh, to judge government decisions. For months, there have been protests to stop this bill. Hundreds of thousands have taken to the street. Even members of Israel's military have threatened to walk off the job. If you're Israel, surrounded by enemies who want you dead, you probably don't want your fighter jets grounded. 1,000 Air Force have signed that they would walk off the job. The vote happened today, even as Israel's toothless President Herzog had called for a compromise. Herzog was in the United States last week, right? Or was it week before last? Netanyahu ain't going. Uh, but a compromise would have, uh, compromise would have uh, uh, still been seen as bad because any power taken away from the court and given to parliament is seen as anti-democratic. Today, Herzog said, this is a national emergency. It's time for responsibility. That was before the vote. Uh, Histendrup, Israel's largest labor federation, has indicated that it will call a nationwide strike. A general strike led by Histendrup in March grounded much of the country to a halt. While the Israeli Supreme Court has been an extremely weak check on the government's systematic oppression of Palestinians, and illegal land confiscations, the judicial overhaul will completely eliminate any remaining barriers to the far-right efforts to dramatically expand settlements and further roll back Palestinian rights. Like I said, Israel doesn't have a formal constitution, so the nation's high court uses the sub uh, used the subjective legal standard of reasonableness to assess whether a law should stand. The Netanyahu's government judicial overhaul restricted the Supreme Court's use of reasonableness in striking down laws, appointments, and other actions. In other words, a dictatorship by a far-right party. A Republican has got to be loving this. They really do. Opponents of the government's, and I can't wait to see what the reactions are to Republicans. They will love this, just like they love Viktor Orban. Opponents of the government's uh, proposed uh, proposal view the uh, legal concept of reasonableness as a crucial protection against government overreach and a key pillar of Israeli democracy. They're the only pillar, actually. Uh, the New York Times reported last week, in particular, they fear that the current government and alliance of ultra-conservatives and ultra-nationalists might use reduced ju judicial oversight to help mold a more religious and less pluralist society, principally by awarding jobs and funds to pet projects and allies and firing officials who oppose them. In Congress, the Democratic voice to defund Israel is growing stronger. I've been saying defund them for for years. Israel has, has been on the wrong side of history since 1968, and they need to go. I've had it. 
Uh, in Congress, the uh, Democratic voice to defend Israel is growing stronger. That Yahoo, Netanyahu, is hoping to get a White House visit to help legitimize him in office. But for Biden now, that's political suicide. Biden cannot invite Netanyahu unless they give back the court their power. And the White House, I I have a feeling the White House might decide to get a little louder on this. They've been kind of quiet so far, but we shall see. Uh, As we expected, the U.S. Department of Justice has informed Republican Texas Governor Greg Abbott that it intends to file a lawsuit if he doesn't commit to removing the life-threatening buoys his state troopers installed in the Rio Grande earlier this month. A federal waterway. As we reported late uh, last Wednesday, this has endangered the lives of everyone and animals, even Border Patrol, but especially migrants. In a Thursday a letter written by U.S. Assistant Attorney General Todd Kim and Jamie Esparza, U.S. Attorney for the Western District of Texas, addressed to Abbott and Texas Interim uh, Attorney General Angela Colmanero, Uh, The DOJ said the state actions violate federal law, raise humanitarian concerns, present serious risks to public safety and the environment, and may interfere with the federal government's ability to carry out its official duties. The Department of Justice said it plans to take legal action if Abbott does not uh, indicate his commitment to expand uh, expeditiously remove the floating barrier barrier and related structures by 2 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time on Monday. That's like an hour from now. The floating barrier at issue here is a structure that obstructs the navigable capacity of the Rio Grande River, which is a navigab- navigable water of the United States within the meaning of the Rivers and Harbors Act. Texas does not have authorization from the Army Corps of Engineers to install the floating barrier and did not seek such authorization before doing so. Texas's unauthorized construction of the floating barrier is a prima facie violation of the Rivers and Harbors Act. Thus, we intend to seek appropriate legal remedies, which may include seeking injunctive relief requiring the removal of obstructions or other structures in the Rio Grande River. Abbott, who will lose horribly in court, responded by saying, Texas has the sovereign authority to to defend our border. Actually, you do not. It's a federal border. It's not a state border. He says he has it to, uh, to defend his border under the U.S. Constitution and the Texas Constitution. We have sent the Biden administration numerous letters detailing our authority, including the one uh, one uh, I hand delivered to the President Joe Biden earlier this year. We will see you in court, Mr. President. Uh, sending a letter and saying you have the right does not give you the right. Abbott will be spanked embarrassingly in court. In Nebraska, a 19-year-old in who uh, self-managed her abortion last year uh, by taking an abortion pill was given 90 days in jail. I smell a huge lawsuit coming. 
Uh, Self-managed abortion is only banned in two states, Nevada and South Carolina, but prosecutors charged Celeste, uh, Celeste Burgess with one felony and two misdemeanors last year, several months after she had a stillbirth at 29 weeks of pregnancy. Now, th this isn't the biggest story. I'll get to that uh, biggest part of the story. Uh, Burgess, who was 17 at the time, had procured pills for medication abortion shortly before the stillbirth and had discussed the outcome of the pregnancy on Facebook Messenger with her mother, Jessica Burgess. Nebraska had a 20-week abortion ban in place in April 2022 when Burgess' stillbirth took place. What is most shocking is Facebook gave up those private messages so the teen teenager could be prosecuted and jailed. She wasn't jailed for the abortion. She was jailed for hiding the stillbirth from authorities so she would not be charged with the abortion. Police received a tip about the disposal of the remains and obtained a warrant to view the mother and daughter's Facebook messages after Celeste Burgess mentioned the correspondence when she was being questioned by law enforcement. Facebook gave them up. Digital rights groups have long called on Facebook and other online messages platforms to make end-to-end -end encryption the default setting for users' conversations. This is why I do not use Facebook or threads. Because you cannot trust them. Which means you cannot trust Instagram, you cannot trust Meta, you cannot trust threads, you cannot trust Facebook. Uh, moving on. Well, it happened as we said it would. Friday, Alabama Republican Governor Kay Ivey approved new congressional districts that critics say defy the recent decision from the U.S. Supreme Court. But you know how it is. Whitey, Kay Ivey, don't like it when blacks get all uppity. That's what it is. Kay Ivey was a Southern Democrat, but became a Republican in 2002 when she found they more agreed with her racist, racist views. Um, State Re uh, Representative Barbara Drummond um, asserted during a floor debate this week, the latest map is really a slap in the face, not only to black Alabamans, but to the Supreme Court. Ivey said Friday... Uh, Kay Ivey said Friday, Governor Kay Ivey said Friday, following the U.S. Supreme Court order, I called the Alabama legislature into a special session to readdress our congressional map. The legislature knows our state, our people, and our districts better than the federal courts or activist groups, and I am pleased that they answered the call, remained focused, and produced new districts of ahead of the court deadline. I, okay, let's take this, this statement apart a little bit. She says that they know the districts better than federal, uh, um, uh, 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 than, than people in the federal level. That's wrong. The state uses, they use a computer program that they can tell the computer program exactly how to draw the lines. They know block by block. If you look at gerrymandering, It'll literally go down a block, exclude one house, then continue down the block. They can do that. 
the same pro program is available to uh, Democrats and Republicans anywhere, including on the federal level. So her saying they know it better is a lie. Scott Douglas, executive director at Greater Birmingham Ministries, one of the uh, Allen plaintiffs, declared Friday that Alabama lawmakers appear hell-bent on preventing black voters from fully participating in the democratic process, and they are blatantly ignoring their constituents, federal law, and the highest court of the land to disenfranchise us. Uh, a federal court hearing about the new district is set for August 14th. And this is the federal court that sent it up to the, uh, that denied them the first time when it got sent up to the Supreme Court in the first place. So you know what this federal court will say. Previously, the district was 31% black. The Republicans, when told by the Supreme Court of the United States to give blacks a fighting chance to elect someone, raised it to only 40% black. In addition, the plan also dropped the black voting age population and the state's only majority black district now represented by Democratic uh, Representative Terry Sewell to 50.65%. So the one district that actually got a black representative has even less chance now. They were told by the court to make two competitive districts and they made two districts where whites will certainly win. Republicans, white Republicans, Republicans who have been reluctant to create a Democratic-leaning district are gambling that the court will accept their proposal or that the state will prevail, prevail in a second round of appeal. The Office of Republican Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall claimed that the legislature's new plan fully and fairly applies traditional principles in a way that complies with the Voting Rights Act. Are you fucking kidding me? How exactly is that happening? As we said, if a three-judge panel finds that Alabama districts approved Friday violate the VRA, it can appoint a special master to draw another map, at which point Republicans would again go to the Supreme Court. Watch it. It's going to happen. Watch it happen. And if the, if the Supreme Court takes this up again, you'll know that they're nothing but a bunch of Republican apologists as we've known that they always were. <sighs> there was a Friday flaming bag of crap left on your doorstep on Friday. Uh, don't ignore it and step on it. Pick it up and look. There was a release of documents showing U.S. law enforcement further misuse of warrantless spying on Americans. Patrick Toomey, uh, Deputy Director of the ACL's National Security Project, in a statement said, These disturbing new revelations show how Section 702 surveillance, a spy program the government, uh, the government claims is focused on foreign adversaries, is routinely used against Americans, immigrants, and people who are not accused of any wrongdoing. The Federal Bureau of Investigation continues to break the rules put in place to protect Americans 
running illegal searches on public officials, including a U.S. senator, and it's long past time for Congress to step in as Congress debates reauthorizing Section 702. These opinions make clear why fundamental reforms are urgently needed. Uh, We just talked about 702 last week, right? Uh, Some violations of the querying standard coincided with failure to to follow an FBI policy that requires prior deputy director approval to use sensitive query terms, e.g., for example, identifiers of uh, domestic public officials, domestic political candidates, members of the news media, academics, and religious organizations are persons prominent within them. In other words, they spied on people that you that actually it, um, media people ha- they have their own amendment. You can't spy on the media. They have their own amendment. But they didn't identify these people, which they should have. Additionally, the document notes in June 2022, an analyst conducted four queries of Section 702 information using the last names of a U.S. senator, a state senator, supposedly targeted by uh, a foreign intelligence service. The New York Times reported the opinion did not make public the identities of the lawmakers who had been subject to overly broad searches. But the member of Congress was notified after. Uh, Officials told reporters in the background briefing on Friday. On uh, uh, October 25th, 2022, a staff operations specialist ran a query using the Social Security number of a state judge who had complained to the FBI about alleged civil rights violations perpetrated by a municipal chief of police. They spied on a judge that was complaining to the FBI. The FBI spied on a judge that was complaining to the FBI. Come on. Are you kidding me? Oh, man. Jake uh, Laparouk, a deputy director of the Center for Democracy and Technology Security and Surveillance Project, in a Friday statement said, One warrantless query for Americans' private communications is one too many. And this opinion shows the government is still conducting hundreds of thousands per year, including thousands in violations of their own lax rules. These new revelations of misconduct show yet again the lack of oversight invites abuse and that it's impossible to fix FISA's Section 702 without adding a warrant rule for U.S. persons, uh, person queries. And you know what? I don't think a lot of people in Congress, both Republican and Democrat, are really getting sick and tired of of 702. And uh, hopefully it will not get reauthorized uh, this winter. We will see. In Florida, as you know, I could stop right there because you know it's bad. Uh, this time, it's Florida's school curriculum, I, like it has been in the past. Burning books, all sorts of problems in the school curriculum. Uh, don't forget, uh, uh, DeSantis also banned um, critical race theory, even though it wasn't really being taught. Uh, DeSantis Stop Woke Act spurred changes in schooling, changes that racist whites just love. Uh, that slavery wasn't as bad as everyone thinks. Ah, oh, you know what? It was no problem. Including in, in the teaching is that 
as slaves, blacks learned skills that helped them later in life. Like, like this was some sort of a jobs program. Uh, I wonder what, uh, what of the ones uh, that didn't live long enough to learn about freedom. It is estimated that 1.8 million slaves didn't even live through the transport from Africa and other uh, other uh, nations. So what? They learned the skill on how to die? Is that what they learned? Great skill. Problem is you can only use it once. Did they learn the skill of being lashed to a tree stump and whipped until you bled from your old scars of being whipped? Did, you, did they learn the skill of being raped and forced to give birth to their mixed race child? Was it a skill for a, a boy, a child, to be bent over and raped in the ass by a white master? Were all those skills learned that they could later use? Was it a skill to learn to work until you died from exhaustion? DeSantis decided on the campaign trail that he would take no responsibility for this. Uh, he said he had nothing to do with it. Congresspersons from all over the country were visibly angered when DeSantis on the campaign trail brought up an example of a slave learning to be a blacksmith and using it later to get ahead. I guess that would work if there wasn't a white blacksmith competing in the same town. And if he was free and if it was in some fairyland sometime in the future. Certainly not Barbie world. Florida's mandated instruction that enslaved people developed, uh, uh, Florida's mandated instruction that enslaved people developed skills which in some instances could be applied for their personal benefit has garnered national attention but is not the only dangerous falsehood. Curriculum for middle school students also requires downplaying and tempering the horror of American slavery by requiring it is coupled with teaching how slavery was utilized in Asian, European, and African cultures. Like that makes it better. The, the similar uh, tees and uh, utilized excuse me, the similarities and differences between serfdom and slavery and comparative treatment of indentured servants of European and African extraction. Additionally, for high schoolers, the standards list massacres of black people in America as examples of acts of violence perpetrated against and by African Americans falsely assigning shared responsibility to black victims. It's insane what they're doing. U.S. Representative Jamal Bowman, Democrat from New York, a black former teacher and principal, tweeted Friday that this is an outright attempt to rewrite history and ignore America's past of racial exploitation and violence and the trauma from uh, uh, from the impact of slavery on black Americans. And I say, it's Florida. What did you expect from Florida? 
Moving on. Uh, the heat waves. Those heat waves we're getting now isn't just problematic for its effect on humans and animals. Soaring temperatures jeopardize the stability of the world's agricultural land and its oceans, putting potentially billions of people at heightened risk of hunger and conflict. The last 12 years have had the, the 10 hottest years on record. John Marsham, a professor of atmospheric science at, at the uh, University of Leeds in England, said, Our food system is global. There are growing risks of simultaneous major crop losses in different regions in the world, which will really affect food availability and prices. This is not what we're seeing right now, but in the coming decades, that's one of the things I'm really scared of. And, and I would disagree with them. I think we're seeing it right now. We, we, we're seeing large uh, uh, die-offs of fish. We're seeing crops shriveling in the fields in California and Washington and Oregon and, and other states just shriveling up crops. As a human being, if you're wealthy enough, you can get inside and put the air conditioning on. But natural ecosystems and farmed ecosystems can't do that. In 2022, the heat waves that killed more than 61,000 people in Europe also reduced the continent's agricultural output, hastening a decades-long trend also last year, a historic drought in China resulted in crop losses, while a heat wave in India undermined wheat exports. In addition, famine is looming in the Horn of Africa due in large parts to an ongoing climate intensified drought. Add to that the Russian war in Ukraine, and don't forget the flooding that is destroying crops all over the world. Horrible flooding. Uh, people can go inside to the air conditioning, crops, and nature cannot. If you talk to farmers anywhere in the world, they are extremely aware of what the weather is doing and the impacts on their farming. But it's not just crops. One-fifth of the world's protein comes from the oceans. We are having mass die-offs in the oceans due to heat waves. I remember we reported, what was it last week or the week before, we reported that off of southern, uh, Florida's southern coast, water temperatures of 97 degrees. 97 degrees. Are you kidding me? Daniela Spitt, a professor of earth sciences at the University of Bristol in England, said, we often think about impacts of, on ecosystems on land because it's easy to see. The plants wilt and animals get too hot. But people generally don't think about marine heat waves. That's what really worries me, that unseen, silent dying. As the planet wilts, so does our replenishment of oxygen. That's the other thing. Which all these dying plants in and out of the ocean, the earth loses its ability to replenish oxygen. And not only that, the dying plants will give off carbon dioxide and make it worse. But please don't worry. Republicans keep telling me there's no such thing as global warming. But I guess with all these deaths, we'll always have Soylent Green. Uh, moving on. The bluebird is gone. 
you no longer tweet at each other. Elon Musk replaced the blue Twitter bird with the letter X. I guess now you can exclaim or explain in a message. Uh, I'm still going to say that I tweeted. Anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening. Monday, July 24th, 2023. Monday, July 24th, 2023. Man, do I appreciate you so much. I really do. Uh, Bring someone with you today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me. That's what I said. Tweet to me. Questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S on X social. (laughs) And remember... Always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget that. At least that's what it's supposed to be. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.